There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, uh, it's, it's a kind of a funny and strange story. He he used to call or, or send messages to Diego, this guy, uh, transportista Fernando. He's in jail, but he somehow has access to telephone, to cell phones. And, and he was uh, putting a lot of messages to Diego. This was on in the fall of 2019, couple months before the pandemic started. So he was telling Diego that he had a great story about the narco and politics and all this stuff that the journalists are, are always looking for. So uh, Diego, uh, who is the director of Detective, gave me the assignment to, to talk to these guys. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I can call it a filter for the stories we are we are always looking for new stories to to tell and stories that has to to do with mexico and this this has to do with the with the united states that's the voice of menu larios the reporter with detective who interviewed fernando blanco sesenia over the course of about a year i asked him how he and detective had come upon blanco on his story blanco he said first reached out to Diego Sorno, sending him private messages on Twitter. Diego and Menio wanted to know if there was a story there. Blanquio sent Diego a cell number, and Diego asked Menio to get in touch with him. First, he was like really mysterious guy because he only gave me a phone number and he told me, you gotta call this guy, he, he's supposed to be in jail. He, he's been telling me that he has a great story to tell us that is better than a documentary that we just released like a couple months earlier in Netflix. So this guy started like, uh, I don't know if harassing is the right name. Uh, he was looking for Diego and he was like really anxious to, to talk to him. So Diego Sorno gave me the assignment. And so I call him. Thus, in the fall of 2019, Fernando Blanco Cesena, using an illegal cell phone from inside a federal prison in North Carolina, started harassing, if that's the right word for it, Diego Sorno. 
Osorno is a well-known journalist in Mexico, author of numerous books, and an award-winning documentary director. In May 2019, Osorno and Detective released 1994, a documentary series profiling the Zapatista uprising in Chiapas and the assassination of the Mexican presidential candidate Luis Donaldo Colosio in Tijuana. Menio himself was one of the lead investigators on the series. After 1994 aired, Blanquio began writing to Diego, offering him a story, a great story, the kind of story that journalists are always looking for, a story that would, he said, be better than the Zapatista Rebellion and the murder of Colosio. Blanquio does not lack confidence in the value of the story he has to tell. Diego assigned the story to Menio, who then spoke with, exchanged messages with, and interviewed Blanquio over the course of about 10 months between October 2019 and August 2020. He recorded three long conversations with Blanquio beginning in December 2019. The first calls, made to an illegal cell phone inside the prison, had poor quality audio. So they decided to record Blanquio's responses to questions using WhatsApp audio files. They used these files for the Spanish language podcast Transportista. Actualmente me encuentro en una prisión en Carolina del Norte llamada Rivers Correctional Facility. And then they asked the amazing actor Joaquín Cosío to record English translations of Blanquio's audio files. I'm currently locked up in a prison in North Carolina called Rivers Correctional Facility. And what follows? I'll retell a shorter version of the story Blanquio told Detective using the transcripts, audio, and recordings of Cosillo reading for Blinkyo in English. I'll mostly try to stay out of this story, to hold my reactions and questions and analysis for later. But before I can do that... The way Blinkyo talks about women was the first thing that struck me when I listened to his story. In so many narco stories told by men, whether they be books or films, fiction or non-fiction... The women who appear only appear in their relation to men. And that relationship is almost always one of a sexual nature. The women in these stories, as told by men, are girlfriends, lovers, wives, and sex workers. Occasionally, women make brief appearances abstracted from the realm of sexual service as mothers and daughters. Most of the time, these women's lives are either destroyed, threatened, or saved by the male villains and heroes. Few and far between are the works dealing with the drug trafficking, drug war industry, written by men, that would pass any variation of the Bechdel-Wallace test. The basic version of that test asks whether, in a work of fiction, two women talk to each other about something other than a man. Blinkiel's story is no exception, but not only that. In Blinkiel's telling, his passage from a young, successful government pilot to losing his job and having his license suspended, hinged on the betrayal of a woman. My girl from Guerrero, Mexico. My first true love. She betrayed me. She cheated on me. This woman's betrayal would lead the wounded victim, Blenkio, to show up to work drunk, that is, to try to pilot a government airplane with alcohol in his blood. He said that he tried to drown his sorrows in alcohol, and then... I was hung over, hung over as fuck, 
It was easy for me to drink a couple of cold ones to get rid of it. So he had a couple of beers before going to work. And unfortunately, one of the brake pads cracked. One of the right side brakes of a Golden Eagle Cessna 421. The brake was damaged and it sidetracked. The plane went off the runway and crashed. No one was injured, but... It all went to hell from there when they saw my blood's alcohol level. My license was revoked. So, as Blenkio tells it, a woman's betrayal would lead him to a life of crime. Later in his story, however, Blenkio describes his first stint in jail as follows. It was a mixed prison, so to say. There were men and women in sight. We could meet with the women at a certain recreation hours. Just picture the conjugal visits, the amenities, the alcohol, the phones. We didn't want for anything, fortunately. Blenkio is describing the year or so he spent in a prison in Baja California in the early 1990s and the cozy relationships he and his employers shared with prison officials. With all those privileges in La Paz, visits were pretty frequent. Female visits. Híjole, such fun times, man. Even in the wardens and the deputies' offices, I would receive my visitors. Just imagine I lived like a rock star. Because I was so popular in the region. Young, pretty good-looking... <laughs> it was it was like a fashion runway. So nice to remember, man. So many of them, so many. Things got a bit complicated with my wife. She obviously called me on it, you know, and well, I tell her what I always say. As long as you don't see anything, it's, it's like it never happened. The way Blinkio describes women and his relationship to women, and the hypocrisy with which he describes the pain of suffering betrayal and then invalidates his wife's pain upon suffering his betrayal. As long as you don't see anything, it's like it never happened. It's precisely what caused me to mistrust Blinkio from the very beginning of his story. In January 2021, colleagues at Detective reached out to me about a curious individual they'd been interviewing using a clandestine cell phone from inside a prison in North Carolina. The man claimed to have worked as a pilot, entrepreneur, and air logistics coordinator in the international drug trade for some 30 years. My friends at Detective produced a podcast in Spanish and wanted to know if I'd be interested in working on a sister podcast in English looking into this man and his story. Sure, I said but I'd need to do my own investigation and see what I can find. Detective invited the legendary Mexican actor Joaquin Cosillo to read the English translations of Transportista's quoted interviews with Menionarios. My name, desgraciadamente, is John Gibbler, and this, in a sense, is Transportista. Episode 4, Nepotism.
I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm not a pilot, the coincidence. There were a series of circumstances that let me move more quickly into my career. Fernando Blanco Cesena was born in 1961 into an upper-middle-class family in Baja, California. He told Menio that his paternal grandfather was a radio operator and his father was an accountant. Both had worked for Mexico's public airline company, Mexicana de Aviación. His father, also a professional musician, used to take Fernando and his siblings to the airport to visit the control tower when they were little. Blinky went to school in Baja California and Mexico City. His parents then paid for him to attend flight school in San Diego, California. There, Blinky met and became friends with Carlos Vega de la Madrid, the brother of Kiko de la Madrid, who had become the governor of Baja California from 2013 to 2019. Carlos is also the nephew of Miguel de la Madrid, who was the president of Mexico from 1982 to 1988. Blenquil says that Carlos Vega de la Madrid had two airplanes at the flight school in San Diego. They became friends and used to fly together to Mexico City. 
One day, Carlos Leblengio knew that his uncle, Miguel, would soon get the dedazo. During the 71 years of the pre-single-party rule in Mexico, the dedazo was the way people referred to the outgoing president's manner of choosing his successor by pointing his finger at him. To be chosen as the pre's candidate was, in effect, to be chosen as the next president. Lenquio's friendship with Carlos Vega thus landed him a job, fresh out of flight school, with the Mexican government's presidential flight services, buying diplomats and officials traveling on presidential business. Blenquio himself described this stroke of luck to Menu as... That is, nepotism in its maximum expression. Blenquio says that Carlos Vega, with his political connections, helped him get his national and international pilot's licenses in order, and this sent him to take flight courses in Arizona on the Mexican government's dime. Blenquio recalls the early days of his first job as a pilot in the following terms. Imagine, he says, me as this young upstart with a presidential badge, a pistol and a free car. It was insane. Everything I earned, I spent on getting drunk. It was in this context that Blenquio told the story of heartbreak. My girl from Guerrero Negro, my first true love. She betrayed me. She cheated on me. And getting wasted, waking up the next day with a blistering hangover, drinking a few beers at the airport to ease that hangover before flying, and then getting busted with alcohol in his blood while piloting a federal government plane in Zamora, Michoacán. After that incident, the government fired him and suspended his license. It all went to hell from there. My license was revoked. Blinkio went to work selling cars with a cousin in Mexico City. He started making money, bought a few cars for himself, and then nearly killed himself in an accident in Guadalajara. His dad went to pick him up and took him back to Baja California. He started a motorcycle repair shop and got into motocross. Then he ran into an old high school friend with an air cargo service for fisheries and asked him for a job. At that time, one did not need a pilot's license to fly the small aircraft used to look for tuna near the coast. The friend gave him a job, and Blenquio started flying tuna search planes. At some point, the friend took Blenquio to meet his uncle, Chava Covarrubias. Before all this, I already knew who Chava Covarrubias was. A famous pilot from Ensenada. Word on the street was that Chava transport marijuana. He'd been locked up. Everybody knew it. He was kind of an urban legend, you could say. The urban legend would soon offer Blenquio some side jobs that paid quite a bit more than spotting tuna. On my first job, let's say, at the service of drug traffickers, I refueled a gas turbine plane, a plane that flew back to Colombia. They paid me seven grand. I actually received four. The rest never came. Blenquio did another refueling job and was set to do a third one when the scheduled co-pilot bowed out at the last minute. Supposedly, uh, Saul Filoso Romero was going to be Chava's co-pilot into the United States. But he got cold feet and excused himself, saying he had diarrhea. Blenquio's friend encouraged him to step in for the pilot with cold feet. So he told me, Go for it. Go for it. It's your chance. Don't be a wuss. Do it. And well, you know me. I went for it. 
And he indeed went for it. And that would only be the beginning. Next time. Transportista is a Detective production with Exile Content Studio in partnership with iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. Directed and narrated by John Kibler. Transportista's voice by Joaquin Cosillo. Editing and sound design by Fernando de la Rosa and Pedro G. Garcia. Reporting by John Kibler and Menio Larios. Produced by Julio González. Voice recording by Hugo Merino and René García. Transportistas interviews translated by Carla Ruiz Argais. Production supervision by Nando Vila and Álvaro Céspedes. Associate producers Alonso Aguilar and Alejandro Duran. Diego Enrique Sorno is the creator and executive producer along with Daniel Eilenberg and Isaac Lee. Executive producers for iHeartMedia are Connell Byrne and Giselle Bunces. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumucósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.